last season on Vanderpump Rules. Katie, Stassi, and I are best friends, and our boyfriends all happen to be best friends as well. I got it. It's my table. And I took their drink order. And then you stopped right after. Sheena's a husband-stealing, fame-whoring piece of shit. You have these insecurities. You think I'm going to, like, start hitting on yeah, your boyfriend? Because of course like... I have insecurities about that. Jack's a cheating, lying, stealing piece of shit. Jack's got that. a girl pregnant two months ago. Really? You just broke up with your boyfriend and you're the bartender that he works with? God, I hate Frank, man. How can you ever trust somebody like that? All you want to hear right now is that Jax is a piece of shit. I'm not going to tell you that. Who are you two? Who are you two right Who now? Who are you? I am being set up. I never cheated. You are my friends. You want to go, motherfucker? You want to go? If you're all sleeping together, what am I going to do? Buy the whole company? I don't feel like this is a healthy place for me to be anymore. It's time for me to go. Okay. I did go to Vegas and have relations with somebody else. I lost my friends because they believed you, because that's how good of a liar you are. I just do want you to know that I am here for you. We normally hate each other. I know, we do. I hated this little bitch. How the world turns. Just imagine, like, a year from now. Welcome to Vanderpump Rob's Season 2. This is a sexy, unique recap podcast where I take a look at every episode of Vanderpump Rules. And then I bring on a guest to talk about the episode in question. And finally, I end with the dumpster moment. The dumpster moment being my favorite set piece of the show. Today I welcome on Vanderpump Rob's actor and host of the podcast Minority Corner, James Arthur M., but before that, I gotta recap Season 2, Episode 1. And before that, I wanted to share some fun, fun, fun updates. Since last season, a lot has happened. And global pandemics aside, the world of content creation keeps on turning. First things first, my Pink Jeans Productions partner... And good pal Brittany High and I released the new seasons of both Pumpkin Spice Podcast and the TV show show. Secondly, I've also become pretty good pals with Peter Madrigal. He introduced me to director Rob Federick, and once a week, me and these two dudes sit down and talk movies on the podcast Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. You're listening to this podcast, so you probably remember when Tom Sandoval starred in director Rob's film The Riven Destiny. It's all very silly, and we all have a lot of fun. There's a lot more I can update you with, but for now, how about I leave it with this? If you'd like to support this podcast, the best thing you can do is share it on social media, or rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or throw $5 to patreon.com slash pinkjeans. Okay, now let's get into the recap. It's Vanderpump Rules, Season 2, Episode 1, Tooth and Consequences. It's evening in Beverly Hills, and we start season two in media ray. Lisa and her sir staff are catering an event for the L.A. Chamber of Commerce. They seem to be in a private residence, and Kristen has already been sent home for having a bad attitude. Everyone looks a little older, a little more glam, and wouldn't you know it, Jax didn't actually quit. Hmm, couldn't have seen that coming. 
Friend of the podcast, Sheena, has a polite moment with Brandy where Brandy points out on camera that Sheena's tooth looks a little off. What happened to your tooth? I had an accident, knocked my two front teeth out. Wow. Later in the evening, Stassi and Sheena butt heads at the party. Sheena is upset that none of her sir friends came to check on her after her surgery. Because I didn't send her a text or call her after her surgery. Sheena's just gone to Lisa and put things in her head to make Lisa not like me. So now Lisa likes Sheena. That's it. Sheena can do no wrong. Sorry, Sheena wants an apology right now. Like, she can go f*** herself. We found out that Jax has been trying to make up for his mistakes in the first season. He's got his job back, apologized to his friends, and now all he has to do is win back Stassi's affection. Okay, guys, no worries, I got this. The crew head to the parlor room to meet up with Kristen, who apparently went straight there after being sent away. She's in a particularly grumpy mood. Everyone tries to reason with her that, you know, you don't speak rudely to your boss. Kristen ain't having it. Katie says something that really sets Kristen off. Kristen, I listened to you bitch and complain about one specific topic that you haven't done anything about. Guys, don't bring that up. Tom Sandoval explains that he and Kristen had been going through a rough patch. Uh, he cheated on her while he was on a modeling shoot in Vegas. The next day, Lisa, Pandora, and Sheena go shopping at Bourmiche. I'm going to butcher all of these shops that I've never seen or heard of in Beverly Hills. Let's just put it out there. It's here where we learn that Pandy and Sheena have been great friends for years and even share the same birthday. Interesting that this friendship wasn't addressed in season one, but whatever. There's going to be a joint birthday party at Lisa's, so of course matching dresses are required for the guests of honor. Okay, I'm going to leave that to you. The party, you want a sit-down lunch, casual, and then you're going out in the evening. Is that what we've got? Yep. Okay. Well, I want to try on that dress. Across the way at Fratelli's Cafe, Stassi and her dad grab a coffee. See, Jax wants to speak with Stassi's Republican father, who happens to carry Bailey's Irish cream on him at all times. Jax thinks this will help smooth the rough tide that is his obsession with Stassi. Before Jax arrives, Stassi's dad has a piece of boomer wisdom. He says that Jax is just too darn good looking and knows it and that Stassi also has that problem. But it's not as bad because at any point, Stassi could just marry a rich guy. The conversation between Jax and Stassi's dad is pretty dumb and full of antiquated notions about wealth. There's talk about Steve McQueen, but luckily we soon transition to where the action is actually happening in this episode and we get out of this conversation. It's evening time at Sir, and things are getting hot. Thank you. Enjoy. Let me take this. Get drunk and be merry. <laughs> You're welcome. Really, you okay? Wine's good? Kick ass. How was dinner? Amazing. I love our Cosmo. You guys doing okay? Yes. Peter, I need 
two tequila shots for table three and one for me. So two tequila shots times two. We're told business is great, but the staff continues to be a hot mess. Lisa pulls Kristen to the back patio to have a little chat about her behavior at the party the night before. Kristen's told she is given a two-week suspension to take a break and reflect on what's going on in her life, and is then sent home. The next morning, we see Jax and Tom Schwartz at the gym. They discuss their love lives and blame their problems on women which is typical for American men that were raised on the TV show Friends and have boomer parents. Luckily, down the line, we see a lot of these cast members grow and learn from their mistakes. But not all the cast members. Keep that in mind. At least I came up and said something. That's an admirable thing to do. I don't think he really disliked me. I think he knows that you got a good heart. And that's what he said. He's like kind of confused on why I did what I did. Because I'm Jax. Like, that's just what I do. <laughs> <laughs> At Sandoval and Kristen's apartment, the tensions are high. Kristen tells Tom that her and Stassi are going to be drinking and talking. And Tom is cool with that, but wants to not have any deep conversations after Kristen has been drinking. When would you like to have a conversation? I would love to have a conversation when, like, you haven't been out drinking all night. Just because you've been in a relationship a long time doesn't mean things can get comfortable and you just fall off the map. Like, I don't see you. Stassi and Kristen go deep into the problems they've had with their boyfriends and their boyfriends that have cheated on them. Kristen also blames Tom and the woman he cheated on her with as if it's equally their fault. It's a familiar but not fair conversation, and it's extremely uncomfortable. As the wine flows, the conversation gets gossipy about Sheena and Pandora's joint birthday party. Everyone's vying for the spotlight, and they don't like Sheena's glow-up. And the next day at Lisa's place, the party is happening. We're introduced to some new faces, one of whom we saw briefly in season one, Ariana. Sheena asks to sit down with Stassi, rehashes why she's concerned. The conversation is more civil this time, but heads are still budding. Ultimately, Stassi apologizes. It was a fake apology so that she looks okay in Pandora's eyes. At the B-Day brunch, there's a lot of truth shit-talking of Kristen. Ariana has a good thought, though. I don't understand if it's such a big problem, why doesn't she just get a job somewhere else? I don't understand why we keep talking about Kristen at our birthday lunch. There's a part two of the birthday party where the drinks are flowing. Sheena's boyfriend, Shay, also makes the bold choice of drinking Stassi's drink without asking for permission. He's getting fucked up. Sandoval and Kristen arrive. This is all at a nightclub somewhere in West Hollywood. And they speak to Tina, who brings up the rumors of Tom and Kristen's relationship. Kristen quickly throws some comments about it all being true, walks off, is very upset. Tina and Tom have one of the rare instances of a mature conversation on this show. From, from what I know of you talking about your relationship, you've told me it's been months since y'all had sex. Yes. Look, I'm not going to justify it because there is no justification for it. Right. Like, I love Kristen, but at that time, I was, I was like, done in my head. And while that conversation is happening, Kristen heads towards Pandora, who attempts to explain that there's a difference between your work and your life. 
which admittedly must be hard when you're on a reality show, intoxicated, and 30 years old. We also see that Jax, with a fountain of compliments towards Stassi, and you know she's loving it. And eventually the witches of WeHo head out for a smoke break where they talk more shit on Sheena, who comes out and then gets ambushed about the comments made at brunch. I don't know how one version of shit talking is better than another, but apparently it is. This moment gets incredibly heated. Pandora and her husband leave. Sheena asks Kristen and Katie to leave. An incredibly hammered Shay gets in the middle of it. Tom Schwartz tries to keep the situation calm. And that's when Shay then tries to pick a fight with Tom Schwartz. After all of that, Kristen, Katie, Stassi, Tom, Tom, and Jax leave. Shay breaks down in tears. He's just full of emotion. And probably booze. Outside the club, Sheena yells from the balcony that she wants them to get off of the sidewalk and for Stassi to come back up to the party. The gang downstairs leave, and Sheena is done, done, done. Wow. A rocky start to season two. Did I miss anything? Let me know. Tweet me at VanderpumpRobs or the Instagram VanderpumpRobs. Happy to throw it in as a supplemental later. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back with an interview with James Arthur M. of Minority Corner. You know when you take that first sip of tea in the morning and you're like, today might be okay. Well, this podcast is kind of like that, but for your ears and hopefully your heart. I'm Leah Palmieri, and I'm the host of the brand new podcast, A Sip of Positivity. The world is wild these days, but when you just need a little break and something nice, that's where I come in. I'll be chatting with actors, authors, influencers, and other lovely people about the things that are helping them get through these very unpredictable times. It's a look on the bright side, and it's A Sip of Positivity. Available now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. The recap is over. It's season two, episode one of Vanderpump Robs and Vanderpump Rules. And today, I've got a great guest. It's actor, dancer, host of Minority Corner on Maximum Fun. It's James Arthur M. James, welcome to the show. Rob, Vander Rob, it's so good to have it. It's so good to be here. I'm so used yeah. to, usually, I'm, it's so used to hosting that I'm like, oh, it's so good to have you here. But, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to sit back and let you do the drive-in. Well, the foot's on the gas, my friend, and there is no <laughs> slowing down with this show. I well, thought there might be. I, I No, I knew from the minute that this, uh, when I watched season two, episode one, Tooth and Consequences, which the title alone, I was already hooked in line and synced. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, you know, I've uh, been reaching out to other Max Fun hosts, other podcasters that I enjoy, just to 
kind of get their take on the show. And I'm really glad you were here for season two, episode one, because you let me know that you had never seen an episode before. No. I have to thank you for, well, I don't know, to thank you or to uh, put a hex on you, because <laughs> I have never seen any, I've never seen a Kardashian show. I've never seen a housewife show. Like, I grew up with, like, quote unquote, legit reality television, like old school real world road rules type stuff. Sure. So this was new for me. And, um, but man, you can just, it pulls you in. Oh, it pulls you oh in. And God. I'll tell you this within seven minutes, I already knew who I liked and who I hated, like passionately, <laughs> passionately. I can't wait to revisit your thoughts once you've hit, like, say, season five or something. Oh. I did take a little peek after I finished season two, episode one. I took a little peek into like season seven, uh, just the, oh, like this season. I'm like, uh-huh. first of all, people's faces change. So I didn't realize that some people were even still here. It's like, oh, that's a new girl. I was like, oh, no, that's the same girl. Different that face. Is, yeah, it's uh, everyone has a different way of growing up in this show, and mm. some are better than others, Yeah, I guess I should say. It's all opinion, just yeah. alleged. Well, you I know. think the thing that it reminds I also grew up with, like, I, I am an actor, so I love scripted televisions and dramas. Like, I love, I love dramas. Like, it's not like I'm, like, highbrow, that's why I don't watch this sort of shit, you know? But, like, I, I love, like, I grew up watching, like, you know, 90210 and, like, you know, Buffy, Days of Our Lives. So I love soap operas. And I, what I realized, I was like, Oh, I get why people watch these. These are just soap operas with cheap actors. And like, you know, there's a little like, I'm like, oh, there are. I was like, oh, there are writers for these shows. People always talk about. I'm like, oh, there totally are writers. And like some of these people are better at like getting the it's like improv. It's like dramatic improv. I feel like, you know, sure. Oh, Uh, yeah. They're all on a herald on this show. Oh, my God. That's totally what it is. Yeah. And like my favorites. I'm sorry to jump in here, but I love like when they open up and they're catering. And I just had to like laugh and roll my eyes. I'm just like, oh, yeah, these people, these beautiful export almost porn stars are (laughs) catering. Um, And when one point they set up this moment where um, Sheena, which she's on my Venom side. So we'll circle back to her. So Sheena runs into like her, her boss, uh, Lisa, who, you know what? Lisa's one of the ones I'm here for. Like she, businesswoman. Oh yeah. Her, her face also stops moving as the seasons go on as I checked out. Yeah. Um, -hmm. but they contrive this moment when they run into each other at work and they are having this dialogue about Sheena's like, Oh, my, my tooth. Is it noticeable? And then she's holding, a, I think it's an empty foo-foo platter. And then at the end of the scene, she's like, oh, I should go put this down. And like, bitch, you weren't even working. Like, I think how she remembered she was working. <laughs> I think the craziest thing, and we'll get specifically into your points here in a moment, but like this catering scene, it's like, <laughs> I'm not used to <laughs> reality shows in general <sighs> starting in media ray. You yeah, know, it's like they're like we've already kicked Kristen out. Oh, you know, yeah, she's gone. You I was didn't like, even get oh, to film that. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, did I already miss something? Like they were like starting <laughs> knee deep into the action. Like I had to put my drink down and be like, oh, I'm already, we're already in it. Like Kristen's <laughs> already gone. You're like, what the fuck happened? Drama's already starting. They're not explaining why Jax has his job again. Yeah. Uh, which was so, like, as a viewer, the first time I watched it, I was like, 
what I just went from one episode to the next. He just quit. What is okay. going on? And then I realized like, oh, new season, new season. Well, thank you so much for that, because I was also confused because uh, this is my for already my first episode. So I'm just getting all this. I'm getting like dumped with Vanderpump <laughs> information. And also because this is like a spinoff. So it's like two shows in one. Right. It and took me a minute. Especially this episode. Right. Because like, I was like, oh, they're how I wasn't sure. I didn't know if the Vanderpumps in general. I thought they were like a Kardashian like. At first, I thought they were all related. And I was like, oh, they all work at a bar and they're related. Oh, wait, they're sleeping with each other? Oh, they don't know each other. Oh, she's a housewife. Got it. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then when, like, the same thing, they're like, last season, Jax got fired. And I'm like, ooh, okay. And then they're like, Jax is just, like, making a drink, you know? Yep. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, do you have any thoughts about the opening credits to this show? Because well, <laughs> yes. I don't want to lead you into anything, but I have my thoughts on it. But I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, it's uh, confusing. It's almost like they ran out because when they do it, it's like, oh, there's only five characters. But then there's not because there's like there's they introduce you to like five or six characters get like their slow motion music video reveals. <laughs> and then there's the ending cast shot. And there's like 20 people in that cast shot. You're just like. I mean, I would be so offended. Like, I'd be like, wait, what? Why do I not get to sit on the front row? Or why don't I get an opening slow motion sequence? And like, uh, flip a bottle cap at the screen. Yeah. Oh, and again, I took a peek into season seven and those slow motion entrances get wilder. More people get on there. Has to get in the letterboxed almost. Uh, yeah, I was surprised because like they had like the one black girl Tina who I am so here uh-huh. for. Like, where's her spinoff? She was like the only person that I felt, aside from Lisa, which is weird to say, was grounded. And maybe that's why sure. she doesn't have as much like plot or why she's not even there come season seven because she's not as messy. Like my first note was like, well, these people are messy. They're messes. Uh-huh. They're yeah. messes. Yeah, Tina, you probably would like a few of the episodes Tina was in in season one because okay. she has like a big concert at the Viper Room okay, that Sheena Tina. performs at. And like, it's pretty, it's fun. But of course, you know, we get to see Sheena's performance and not Ugh, really Tina's God. at all. But I, like Tom Sandoval played guitar in Tina's band. Oh, so. well, there it yeah. is. Just yeah. That all comes full so, circle. It does. So should we get into uh, some more specifics that you had yeah, for let's today's get, episode? I feel like this is this is great because I feel like I need a therapy after watching this show. Oh, yeah. Well, I also feel like I did. I had a note. I'm like, when's the season that they all go to rehab or they all get th- therapy? And I feel like the thing that like encapsulates the show the most that I was thinking, I love it when characters have these throwaway lines that I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I was thinking someone i don't want to go just fast forward at the end but like someone's leaving the party there's the birthday party Uh and someone just says you people need help and i feel like that sums up the entirety of the cast in the show you know they've been doing these shows over and over again but for this second season specifically they were able to watch season one you know what i mean okay so they could see i'm just saying like i would think you'd be able to like look how you're going to be represented and, and go they, into the next season well, and, and act that's, accordingly. And I think that speaks to a certain sort of, I guess, human being about this because it's sort of like a fabricated reality that they're living in and they're, you know, fed these sort of moments or these lines or like, again, okay, the season starts off and Stasi and Jax, they used to date, they, Jax cheated on Stasi. 
then mm-hmm. they're still working together. I'm like, in what world does this make sense? But it does if you look at this as a soap opera, right? Oh, totally. Well, uh, actual friend of mine okay. I can say this now, uh, Peter Madrigal, the <sighs> manager with the ponytail yes. making the drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he, in season one, is like, well, you know, this this isn't new. I've dated Stassi. I also dated Katie. I also, and you're just like, wait, where's the okay. prequel to wow. this show? I guess, you know? okay, this is fascinating. So this is just, some people just have very messy work relationship lives. Yep. Interesting. I guess I mean, I, I worked at a Sam Goody at one point <laughs> and it was never like this. Well, you know, I did used to work on a cruise ship and it was messy, but we were living with each other. I always thought there should have been a reality television show about that because like, it oh, yeah. is messy, like it is, you know, Downton Abbey-ish, which I also thought that what's funny about this spinoff is like, it's sort of like a sexy version of Downton Abbey because these people are kind of like shit. the help of like the housewives, you know? Wow. <laughs> you just blew my mind with that one. It's, well, we can That's do, so true. And what I love is that they're both, okay, let's go to the production value of these because- Yes, please. What that's, I love a- is that they are both the haves and the have-nots and because- Wow. Right? Yes. Because, and I noticed this because when the guys, Jax and, uh, Jax and what, that, one of the Schwartz. guys- Schwartz. go to the, the gym. There, was that yeah, the guy? Tom yeah, Tom Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. Who he becomes a much more major player. He gets a slow he motion- He co-owns a bar. He gets a yeah. slow motion title sequence I saw, season seven, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but- so they, they, they went to, they would go to the gym. They're at crunch. And what I think is so fascinating, they're not at Equinox. They're at crunch. So it's like they're making some money, but they don't make a money. Right. And then when you go to Kristen and Tom's apartment, can we please talk about that apartment? Like, please. It's a big, big factor. Like, ikea furniture but also like mail on the floor oh my god you knew production was coming over like i know oh my god just a little bit of cleaning just a little bit like i try to tidy up before the mail before fedex comes by like i you know they're not they might see something in the window like come on like yeah and they have this like i don't normally notice things like this too much but like when you go from like lisa vanderpump's like villa and house and then they're going on shopping sprees with the boss and then you come back to Kristen's and tom's apartment it's tiny there's like a window fan and no shades of that but it's like i thought these people so too fancy the carpet is a mess and that i guess the biggest thing is the house was a mess so they could have like you know Fixed it up. Just, you know, t- pick up the socks. <laughs> I, I'm no um, psychologist or psychiatrist, but the representation of their apartment kind of mirrors their relationship <laughs> at this moment. I would know? agree. Yeah. So and I think that brings me to my first person that I have just absolute venom for Yes, is Kristen. And it's weird because honestly, I came into this. Well, I came into this neutral. Like I was like, it's yours to lose or win if I'm going to like you or not. Like I, I already have a preconceived notion that you're probably going to be terrible, but at the same time, I'm usually rooting for human beings. So I give space for that. So which brings me to neutral. I think you're going to be terrible, but I'm rooting for you. So I'm neutral. <laughs> Starting right at zero. Yeah. That's okay. Now, what impressions did you get from Kristen that then shifted that to the venom side well first of all you first like open up the show and she's already been kicked out of work right like (laughs) oh yeah negative point there just already and it just also just like what is your like 
your job is you're just not just but like your job's not that hard come on Kristen. and it also brings me to like my other quote that i love that lisa vanderpump says she she says these girls are just here to serve and not cause drama, which I thought was such a great, I'm thinking this, I'm like, your guys' job is just to work. Like, how is there all this drama? And it's almost like Lisa Vanderpump calls into question the very existence of the show. Like, why does it exist? Yeah. Just well, there to be servers. <laughs> totally. And I think it's so interesting that Kristen is addressing the issue that's not being put into the script, let's say, or into the show, Mm -hmm. that like, no, our job is to cause drama. Oh, right, And our job is to make this show watchable. Yes. People don't want to watch boring people handing out food. They want to watch housewives arguing with each other or the staff arguing with each other. Yes. But that's not what they want to put on. They want it to still have this, like, facade that we are all workers at this restaurant. And I don't believe for a second that any of them has ever truly start to finish done a full order. I do not believe that for a second. I don't even think that over the cash register really is. I don't (laughs) believe that for a hot second. And so when you learn more about like Kristen, like, oh, Tom cheated on Kristen. And again, like I'm trying to be here for her, but then like she got kicked out. Also, I love how they always know where to like, she happened like after their shift, they all met up at the same, they happened to meet at the same bar. Mm -hmm. Great job producers. And this is how like sick it is, how much they all like know each other then. Cause they're like, which bar should we go to? And they went to, they knew where Kristen was going to be. Right. Of course. And Uh She's a sad sack. I'm going to say this. Yeah. She is a sad sack. And I had this thought. And like, I think it always takes two to tango in a relationship. And I'm just like, listen, if I was dating you and I'm a gay man, I would have cheated on her as well. Because there's <laughs> nothing. Something is just like off putting about her. I think she every scene she's in, she's complaining, she's whining or she's drunk. And um yeah, I think that's just not very pleasant to be around. But I had this other thought that made me then kind of like be like, well, maybe I do like her then. Oh, bring it on. I think the reason why she's so sad and why she drinks so much, and she's always drunk, even in season seven. Again, I watched that one clip from season seven. She falls over a table. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. She falls over a table. <laughs> and then <laughs> Sheena's new face goes, wow, she was really drunk. And yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sheena's the spoiler. Sheena get a new face. Season seven. Um, I think the reason why she's so sad and drinks so much is because she has so much unused potential. I don't know if you saw this, but she made a sushi platter in that broke ass apartment. Oh, wow. And Tom's yeah. like, who's that for? And she's like, not you, me and Sassy. She should be a chef. That's why. That is true. And she's like, you know, it's this this mindset of like, I have to be an actor or I have to be a content creator mm-hmm. or I have to have a t-shirt line or something <laughs> like that. But it's like, you just made sushi better yes. than anyone else I've ever been with. Was It you know? stood out in that trashy ass apartment. I'm like, oh, okay. Not an interior decorator. You're not a hostess. Um, or she also could be a private investigator. Oh, that's true. They she got she found the receipts to that phone bill. I at some point, like if I were to suspect my partner of something like that, 
Would I go through that much effort to prove them wrong, or would I just be like, I think you cheated on me. I don't right. like what's going on in this relationship. Well, first of all, Kristen is bored with her life, so she was like, let me dig into this. She's also kind of like miserable and unsatisfied, so she, you know, she's kind of- Time like, on her hands. Time on her hands. Sad sack Eeyore girl. And also, she's like, she wants this sadness because she just likes, I think she's addicted to being a sad sack. And, but she is really good at private investigating because she digged into the receipt. She found the, and she also realized, but also like Tom, not, oh, Tom also had one of my other favorite lines is I ended up cheating on her in Vegas when I was there on a modeling job. Who are these people? What a sentence to say in Vegas, modeling job, cheating. uh, Who are these people? I just want to know what all of their modeling jobs are because a friend of mine texted me the other day that he's like, I just realized one of Jax's modeling jobs was the cover of an Assassin's Creed video game. And wow. so he like what? sent me the picture after I was like, oh my God, that is Jax on the <laughs> box of a video game. Wow. So we're getting the behind the scenes of all those like covers that you don't even think twice about those magazines uh-huh. that you step on in the subway these are people these in people. the frame of a photo yeah before you put your own photo in <laughs> yeah get rid of this that's Jax. that's stassi <laughs> yeah. stassi's old face her new face is oh, getting booked man but oh but like so when she does her private investigation thing i thought oh that's what her job should totally be is be maybe a private investigator she's good at it also too what led her to it, there were two things that she pieced it together. One, Tom not only was fucking this girl, he was having phone calls. She said that she could see how long that he was talking to her. So yeah. my heart, I kind of went out to Tom because like Tom kind of fell for it. He wasn't just fucking. That's not just like, if you're just fucking someone, you just got to text like, hey, let's do it. Right. True. They were talking on the telephone like it was the 90s and they were like. <laughs> listening to Dawson's Creek soundtrack like <laughs> oh man he was about to frost his tips and everything yes you know <laughs> god he totally was like, I could associate with some frosted tips all of them I gotta tell you something about Tom though especially because you kind of have his behavior on point for how it's represented in the show um, there's a character that was introduced in this episode named Ariana oh she becomes... looks like she's gonna cause some trouble Ariana is possibly my favorite character on this show mm, so if that mm. i'm not going to tell you anything okay. else but i as could kind of see that because in the they're like showing what's coming up like first of all everyone was frightened that she was coming to the restaurant and she had a like i don't give a fuck attitude about like everyone and everything that she just was like i don't care and i was like i love this girl already yep and uh that doesn't change much. Oh, okay. So it'll be very good. I think you'll enjoy it. But let's see here. There's a few other people that stood out to you, huh? Okay, let's go real quick to Katie and why I don't like Katie, because I don't have a lot of time with Katie. Oh, um, sure. In fact, I kind of forget like even like what her really her name is sometimes. <laughs> um, and so does probably everybody else. She kind of just seems like... She, I think she thinks that she's more important than she really is. Oh my God, this show's making me a terrible person. Katie re- ran out the worst of me because she made me feel so shallow. She could be a very nice and great human being. I could not tell because her hair color, first of all, it seemed like it was changing every time I saw her. And again, I'm just trying to get to know everybody. And when you're yep. changing your hair color seven times in one fucking episode, 
it's confusing. And it was like an orange color. And then her eyebrows stood out. So it just made me not like her because I couldn't concentrate on what she was saying. So then she made me that gay. And so that made me mad at her. So it just became a cycle of like, I didn't like what I was seeing. Then I didn't like who I was because of how I was reacting to her. And then it made me not like her even more. Man, you almost have hit the nail on the head of watching this television show. It's like, and then you get a cliffhanger and you're like, oh, I need oh, to God. break the cycle or something. Yes. Or I have to finish this right now. This, there goes oh, your man. weekend. You're like, oh, I was totally going to write a novel this weekend, but I ended up watching Vanderpump's Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie, Katie has some growing to do. And I can, uh, I can, I'm very happy to say that I, love some of the stuff that she did in the most recent season. Oh, okay. It really shows that she actually has thought about previous actions. Okay. Whereas other people don't. Right. Um, Like Sheena. uh, Or Jax. Oh, Um, yeah. 100%. Well, Sheena is... So the the whole entire episode title is centered pretty much around Sheena's quote-unquote surgery bitch yeah you, you went to the dentist you went to the dentist and she's like you guys didn't call me afterwards they're like you went to the dentist and we're not even really friends like you're yeah. fine it's so hard because like sure surgery is frightening <laughs> right but also you can't expect like you've been around these people yes for over a year uh. like do you expect someone who hated you six months ago to, like, follow up with you about a tooth surgery? I mean, I'm not trying to hate on her too much, but, like, you just don't expect that of Stasi. No. She's not going to do that. Right. Uh, 110%. And so it just, it was, and she just kept sort of bringing it back to this point. I don't know. Maybe the writers just didn't have enough for her to do in this episode. So they're like, well, let's just keep it, bringing it back to the, we're like, you need to be upset about something. Be upset about your dentist appointment. And, uh, true. Well, there was a lot of staff that got fired recently, but there was also, or I should say there were cast members that got fired recently for other reasons, but there was a, producer and editor on the show who recently got let go because in a podcast episode admitted that like cast members that she became friends with and were nice to her got a better edit and she never clicked with Sheena so her <laughs> she made a game out of finding Sheena's worst moments and that I was just like makes, oh my god that makes complete sense I would co-sign on that because every time I saw uh, Sheena she was doing something stupid like even when she was like okay Okay. Oh, here, here comes the Pandora's box. So Sheena. Oh, speaking of in Pandora, was that is that her name? Lisa's daughter. <laughs> yeah. God. So also like, what's wrong with Pandora? Like, there's something. Is there something wrong with her face? Like, I don't know. Is she on like a lot of medication. Like, she kind of just sort of look like she has been dipped in tranquilizer. I think she's just constantly frustrated that she's had to film on this show. You know, like, oh, she got bumped down to like the spinoff and she's like, how come I'm not on the like the main show or even just like 
I have my own business. Oh, I have my right. husband. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. I, if I'm going to be on a show, put me on Housewives. Yeah. With the main, my mom. Yes. The main ring. But now we're sharing birthdays. People are fighting around me. I'm getting out of here. And like, who's friends? First of all, not only I can't think about the last time I went on a shopping spree with my boss. And then also like <laughs> hung out with my boss's daughter, who's like my best friend. Like, what is this world? Like, it's which is all new. Like, right. that was not a thing. <laughs> At all. You guys are friends now. Oh, 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 okay. We Um, have a birthday on the same day, so that must make us friends. I feel like it's also always about to be someone's birthday and someone's crying. There's always big events that are dinner parties. Oh, and at the birthday party, what I love is that, like, so Sheena hates Kristen, right? And Mm -hmm. she goes, she says, well, I hope, I hope she doesn't come tonight. And then it brings this huge discussion about Kristen. And I'm thinking like, why are they talking about, that sounds like a shitty birthday party to like sit around a table and be talking about like someone I don't like. And then Sheena says, well, why are we talking about her anyways? This is not how I want to spend my birthday. Bitch, you brought her up. You brought her up. Oh, God. I was, we were, you know, behind the curtain here, everyone. James and I were going back and forth with some ideas, and that was one that we both hit on the head. It's like, yeah, it's really easy to be like, why are we even talking about her? It's like, well, the answer is in the sentence. Yes. It's in who said it. You brought it up. That's (laughs) why we're talking about it. (laughs) And Uh. she's sitting at like the head of the table, like trying to. Yes. Yeah. You know what I think about your friendship? Right. And what I. Being the little puppet master, and then Shana, you wonder why nobody likes you, and so it's weird. I went into this actually wanting to like Sheena because I like. There's something at first. I was like, okay, I like it. She's trying to work at the you know the the catering thing, and she just went downhill for me and became like my least likable human being on that show. I'm gonna say something dangerous real quick, but bear with me. Sheena's YouTube channel oh. is like watching Vanderpump Rules with better editing. Oh, like, interesting. I don't I don't know who's putting this thing together, but her and her new boo. I was trying to say boyf and I said boo at the same time. I like I think that's a new thing. I think that's a very Sheena term. I feel like that would be really sure. appropriate to her. Trying her to come up with something and yeah. being a, a confused by themselves. Uh but yeah, her boyfriend and her have like created a series that is like entertaining to watch and kind of obviously she's going to put herself in a good light when she's right. getting a negative edit right she but yeah there's n- there's nothing to root for here so sometimes mm. it's like a like a glass of ice water to like w- watch her youtube page <laughs> like ah this is kind of refreshing okay. just the heat i've been feeling Ugh, from this episode just the lava i've been i don't want to give you more to watch though man but just, the edits are terrible so cuz like she's she told i uh, she told kelly to uh, kelly in the eyebrows to Katie. Katie. See, I can really keep track. I know. That hair is distracting. This is how much... The hair is so distracting, I can't even... I do like that there's so many people that they know that you don't know and can't remember. Anytime one of them comes back onto the screen, they remind you of who they are. Name. Every scene. Every time. Every scene. It's like, even if they were just talking in the other scene, they're like, just remember, this is... (laughs) Callie. No. I, we're gonna roll with it it's on this podcast Ugh, she's kelly i don't like her um, but she was yelling at she's like get out of here kelly katie 
And Katie's like, fine, okay, I'm leaving. And then she goes to the balcony of the party and she's oh like, my God. go, get out of here. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that clearly is such a bad, that makes sense with a bad edit because they're just like, oh, look, she's doing something really stupid. Let's make sure this gets on the show. Yeah. And it, I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter who you are on the show. If you've kicked someone out of your party and then go out on the balcony again <laughs> to make sure they're not on the sidewalk in front of your party, who does it's like, that? that's just a bad look. Uh, bad look. God. But then, of course, it's doubled down on a bad look when she's like, oh, but not you, Stassi. Stassi, can you come back oh, wait, to the party? Yes. Like, and no, Stassi's like, fuck you, which, like, I'm out of here, which brings me my favorite person that I was shocked because at first, it didn't like she started off in the negative for me because she just wasn't paying attention when Lisa Lisa's trying to run a business. She's trying to give the instructions of like, again, their job is not that hard. And she's trying to say, mm-hmm. like, here's what the hors d'oeuvres are. They're barely working as it is. And I'm also like, Stasi, you're working with your boy- ex-boyfriend who cheated on you. This doesn't make sense to me. And Stasi came around for me. She was she's like one of I was so surprised. She's one of my faves, I think, because like she I feel like somewhat <laughs> in this world knows who she is or what she wants. She's like, there's authenticity about it. And I can just be like, oh, okay. All right. Like yeah. she's, you know, she, although I think she might need some therapy. I mean, they all do, but she was like talking about how she's like, I want to have world domination. And then she went into detail about like how she would murder somebody if they oh, ever crossed yeah. her. And like, yep detail like she's not about this you know i think she shoots first and aims second (laughs) you know like and you know you do have to admire confidence in people i mean you don't have to but i can understand where (laughs) confidence is admired but you know everyone has slip-ups yeah stassi's not on the show anymore yeah i do feel like although apologies have been made and cast members are growing and all of these sorts of things like you see some of that failed confidence mm. in that monologue that she was giving. Yes. You know, where it's like, <laughs> if you just steer the car just a little bit, take a different route, yeah. you won't have as many road bumps or right. blocks or construction or repaving. La Brea is crazy right now, I hear. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Well, but like... But- you know, like her and Kristen, like Kristen had the audacity to say when Stasi came over for wine and her amazing sushi that I'll give her those snaps for. She was like, you know, Kristen and I are both strong women. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you are not in the same category as Stasi, Kristen, because both of them, yes, are dealing with cheating partners. But Stasi, I believe, is just in it for the sex, whereas Kristen's oh, yeah. like... And I can listen. I can't be mad at that because the second favorite thing that I love about the show is Jax's cleavage, not Jax. His cleavage. Every time he's Just doing the divots. Every time he's on, every time he is doing one of his confessionals, I'm not looking at anything but just that cleavage line. I can't understand anything else. And so I get why everyone always forgives him for things. So they're just like, well, that cleavage. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, beautiful people get away with whatever they want, you know? Well, especially with, well, especially with a rack like that, Jax. <laughs> like, also, every time they said Jax, it made me think I was watching American Gladiators all of a sudden. Yep, yep, like, yep. Where are we? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he probably was in that failed reboot from 2001. Oh, yeah, he probably was, which there's a YouTube hole if you were wanting to go into one, which I have been, <laughs> and uh, there went my Sunday. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Oh, what? what's up? Can we, like, 
So pivoting off of Jax, there's two things that I kind of wanted that kind of circle to each other. So, sure. w- so Jax has cheated on Sheena, not on Sheena, fuck Sheena. Um, Jax, <laughs> get out of here, Sheena. No one wants to talk about you anymore. Jax cheated on Stassi, my love. And she has a dinner with her dad. So there's a lot of great throwaway plot lines that just have, this episode was chock full of so many things. There's so many plot lines that just kind of, they touch on and then keep going, right? Like mm-hmm. Sheena fucked Brandy's husband and Brandy's from, you know, the housewife show. Um, Stassi's having dinner, having like breakfast or brunch with her dad or coffee with her dad. Her dad's going to re-meet Jax after this is the first time since he's seen him since Jax cheated on her. And then they're having coffee and her dad puts like booze, Bailey's in his coffee. And he's like, just to help with the shakes. And then the plot just keeps moving on. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Okay. So dad has substance abuse issues. Can we circle back on that? Season one, he pulls out a flask that has a gun on it. And also a picture of Stassi rubber banded to it. Huh. So like okay. I, oh, and he's also a Republican, and he's proud about that. So like he says he's a Republican. He pulls out a flask that has a gun and a picture of his daughter, and drinks away. And I don't even know where to begin with wow. that whole that pastiche is... of well, a father. I have a theory that I was working on, and but now I'm not too sure if it works, but it might. It might. I actually think that her dad. Um, my gaydar was going off. I think her dad is a closeted homosexual. Oh. And because he was really, I think he was more upset that Jax had cheated because, you know, it's, he's living through his daughter. He's maybe obsessed with his daughter. That's, you know, he wishes he could maybe be his daughter. I don't know. But like, he was very, he was just, my gaydar was going off with him. And um, he was giving Jax a few looks. And listen, Papa Stasi. I don't blame Steve you. Steve McQueen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get Steve McQueen. Like, he's like, was obsessed with Steve McQueen. And like, okay, like, I get it. And when Jax is sitting across from you, you know, he, there was a lot of flirtation there. And I think that's what, that's why the dad drinks so much is because he's a closeted homosexual. Wow. I think you're on to something here, James. <laughs> I think you might be because he doesn't have many more scenes in this show after this, if I remember correctly. See? So yeah. He might have seen himself in a way he yes. didn't want to be seen. He was like, oh, whoa, no, you're not catching me on camera anymore. No, thank you. I got to go back to New Orleans and not be this way. Oh, and you know, he uh, is such a chair. What I love is like, I think it's great to have complex gay, <laughs> go back to Northern's not be this way. It's important to have a, a, a complex, like not every gay character or human being has to be likable. And boy, was he not. Because he had oh, one God. of like my favorite other quotes that, not favorite, but just like I wanted to throw my head through a plate of glass. He said, life is about making five to 10% more each year. And he said that to oh, Jax. Dude. That's what life is about. Oh God, it's uh, it made me want to throw my remote at the television. Yeah, I was so upset with that because it just tells you everything about him. Yeah, and what he cares about and what he actually loves. You know, yes. and it's not family. It's you know because he also has that line where he's like. Well, you know, you and Jax have the same problem. You're too beautiful, which might fall in line with your theory as well. Yeah. Uh, 
because like, but you're, it's easier for you, Stasi, because you can just, what does he say? Like give up and marry a rich guy. Right. Which, yeah. Which he, yeah, yeah, just give I, up. You he know? wishes that he could just marry a rich guy, but he's, he is the rich guy and he can't, uh, he just has to love himself he, and he won't. And then he'll just, no. he needs to watch some RuPaul's Drag Race because if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Papa Stasi. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Get him on the show. We have opened doors to this, to characters in this show that I did not see coming, and I am glad that we did. I have one more thing that I want to blow your mind with. Please. Lisa Vanderpump, who I'm here for. When I didn't know I would be here for, I didn't think I would be. But I also love that she's like clearly here to collect a check and just sort of, she like dips in and out collects a check, pretends to care, and she's like, oh, I'm going to run my business. She has this huge show and like monologue about how her business is doing so well. Her business is doing so well. Business is doing so well. And then she's like, Kristen, we need to have a meeting in uh, in the other room. They go into the other room of the restaurant, and it's empty. Yep. Business is not doing well. Actually, business is not doing well. It's all a front, and it made me feel so bad for her. I was like... Oh my God, you need to fire Kristen because you've got a business to run. I'm rooting for her to fire Kristen. I'm rooting for Lisa is running a business here, people. So like, get your shit together. As she said, you're here to work, not create drama. Which is just mind blowing because she'll get more business if more drama happens on the show. This is true. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you go to that restaurant, you're like not there to like, I'm sure the food is like terrible. Like you're just there to like watch someone get a drink thrown in their face. Yeah, I think so. And it's all a matter of like what time you go to the restaurant. You know, I've been a couple of times and, uh, and, uh, when you go at say 2 PM, sure. Nothing's going on. There it is. Yeah. You've got, I bet you got to pay like extra to get there. Like, Friday at like nine o'clock for primetime filming time. Oh, yeah. And then I'm sure they don't even tell you which days they're filming so that like everyone just puts reservations in constantly. Yeah. Oh, so then maybe she can have a maybe she can afford to have an empty room. Okay, Lisa Vanderpump, you're making me turn my theory around that she's like, she actually wanted to show off how well her business is doing that. She's like, I could have a meeting in this back room over here. Don't even need it. Maybe like the nightclub theory where it's like, well, we'll just open up five tables and now we'll open up 12 tables mm-hmm. and then well, who knows? Not mad at Maybe her. it was even raining that day and that's why they filmed out there. <laughs> she ain't got an office? Like, I don't understand. <gasps> yeah, she's not, you know she's only there for about seven minutes at a time. Yep, she... <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, James, we have gone over, I mean... A whole bunch of shit on this episode. Yeah, and it was packed full of a lot of shit. Yeah, and interesting circumstances, let's put it that way. Yeah. Now, maybe down the line, you can come back on and we'll revisit some of these characters, but for now, what are some of your final thoughts from watching your first episode of Vanderpump Rules? (sighs) Well, it made me sort of wish, I mean, it made me sort of be relieved of, like, I'm glad I'm not a silly white person. Like it made me feel sad for white people. I was like, oh, like, oh, and you can like get your lives together. Your messes. It was sort of like a scared straight, but I don't know how that works, but like (laughs) sort of scared, like, Ooh, thank you universe. That's not my life. Those are not my issues. Rooting for a Tina spinoff someday. And 
it just made me miss Barack Obama because yeah, when Stassi goes into her really like disturbing monologue about how she would murder people and she would live in the White House, I also thought like, but isn't she already living in there? Because she, it was at a ding, party ding, ding. full of white people, and I was like, girl, that's your life already. Um, but then it just made me miss like I was like, oh, but this is like seven years ago. This show was about seven or eight years ago. And it just sort of uh, simpler times where you could just, you know, they have no idea what's in store for them. Um, yeah. A president, a wackadoo president, a pandemic and just every single crazy life event that you could imagine wrapped up in one in the course of like three months. It really makes you, I don't know, take a look back and realize how much of a time capsule just seven years ago. Yes. Is. Right. Yeah. Just like the guys were at the, like, it's weird because I didn't miss, like, I didn't think like, oh, I miss being at a bar or a restaurant or a club. It, the gym, when they were at the gym, I was like, I miss going to the gym. I just want to not have to do push-ups at home. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've got these resistance cables, but like, I'm getting bored of them. It's not the same. It's not, it's the, not same. the same. <laughs> it's not the same, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just making googly eyes at myself in my room, like... You know, well, I mean, I go to the gym to hit on people, but that's just me <laughs> looking well, for my jacks. Of course. And you'll find him. I Thank promise you. you I appreciate and that. Hopefully Rob. with a better mental state than Jack. Oh, yeah. Maybe like I was going to say the combination of like a Jack's Shay, but Shay fake cries and fake fights. So not that maybe like who's the guy who ends up becoming the barman, like the, a cross between. A Jackson and, and the guy that yes, and a Peter. Yes, yeah. that's Peter's. Peter's great, as I've stated. He's a buddy of mine, and that came from this podcast. So right? Yeah, we should all be more like Peter. That's but, exactly. Uh, if we're taking anything away. Be more like Peter. Yeah. Now, uh, do you have anything to plug today? I know Minority Corners got some pretty exciting things happening. Oh so. my gosh! You know, please uh, come on over to Minority Corner. We talk about you know we do do a lot of pop cultural stuff, but we also go into more deep dives of like you know history, why your camera's racist, uh, shit you never learned in history class, and you know things to get activated in this sort of social climate. Like I just had a listener recently who said that through listening to the podcast empowered her to have more difficult conversations around not even just politics, but even just about pop culture or how they like see pop culture or, or the kind of media that they intake. So uh, come on over to Minority Corner. We've had over 250 episodes at this point. Like, wow, we we are. Yeah, we're the Vanderpumps of podcasting, except not as messy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank goodness. And uh, where can people find you online if they want to hear more of your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Well, come on over to the Instagram. I'm at James Arthur M. And then on Twitter, which I'm rarely on, but I'll come on there for you all. If you give me a tweet, I'll uh, take a look at it and retweet it. <laughs> I'm or at, mute. Or I'll mute you. Yeah, no. Especially, you know what? If you, Sheena, come at me, Sheena. Come at me on the Twitter, okay? Um, Sheena, I am at James Arthur underscore M. Oh, two th one other thing, though. Didn't you notice how Kristen first found out that her Tom had cheated on her 
because of a tweet that the girl had sent. So I just want to know what was that tweet? Like, was she like, ooh, that sex was good with Tom tweet? Yeah, and a 2013 tweet? Like, what does it even look like? It's not a heart. It's a star. <laughs> yes. You can't even uh, retweet at this point. I don't even know yeah. what's going on. But maybe that's what she saw because there's only like five people on Twitter at that point. Oh, yeah, and so true. it was just, she was using Twitter as a live journal as opposed to like what it was supposed to be. Getting the tweet texts to your phone. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a disaster that would be. (laughs) Well, James, thanks for being on the show, man. We really, really appreciate it. Come back anytime. Oh, yeah. Let me. I would like, hey, you've opened up. This is now a part of my life, and I need a place to debrief. So I'll be back. Anytime. (laughs) All right. uh, Talk to you soon. Take care. Wow. What an incredibly fun discussion. James is great. Make sure to check out Minority Corner on MaximumFun.org. So diehard fans of Vanderpump Robs know that I like to point out the funniest, weirdest, or worst parts of an episode at the end. And I call it the dumpster moment. I don't think I could live with myself if I didn't choose the montage of weirdly aggressive torture techniques Stasi lists as a result of someone cheating as the dumpster moment. It, it There's just nothing else in this episode that could work. That's not true. There's a ton of things that could work, but this is my choice. Because Stasi would go medieval on your ass. You would be hanged, then impaled, then quartered. We'll burn your head outside of your family's house. And then I'm just gonna, I don't know, stuff your limbs and put them inside my big mansion that I'm gonna own called the White House. Wow. Looks like this season is going to get very wild and very real. This season on Vanderpump Rules, is everything ready to go? I think all your feelings are like below the waist. Let's go Botox our vaginas after this. (laughs) Jax would bang anything. was your date last night. Jax is good. Like, it was all night long, a bunch of different times. Ew. That was awesome. Good. Will you marry me? I'm getting married. Breast cancer runs in my family. Maybe it's all the shit that you take and you put in your body. Dude, you're an idiot. It's not like I'm on drugs. This is drugs, Jax. You are I'm in jail. I just got out this morning. What? Lisa and you. I feel like there's, like, scheming going on. If it goes on at work, bang, 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 they'll be gone. Keep your nose out of other people's business. My nose is fine right here. Thank you. If you quit, you're doing me a favor. Seriously? It's like talking to a child. Pandora, and you know it. Ariana's coming here. Welcome to Sarah. You hooked up with my boyfriend. Stop looking at me and turn around and speak to your boyfriend. I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the f*** over it and move on with your life. I feel like you are being deceived. If I had a secret and I didn't want anybody to know anything, you know who I'd tell? Nobody. It's time for this stuff to come out. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I'm just tired of arguing all the time, man. Oh, man. I hate myself more than you hate me, more than you hate me, more than you will eventually hate me. I am being honest with you. What more do you want from me? I think you're lying. Where you put your dick affects my business. Yes, we slept together. I will set a grenade in her ass. You are disgusting. You're a 
coming, I just didn't know when. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. And thanks again for James Arthur M. for being a wonderfully awesome person and fantastic guest. Thank you for listening. And thanks to everyone who supports this podcast at patreon.com slash pinkjeans. And a special thanks to Marie Hill for editing this episode. We'll see you next time on Vanderpump Robs. Wait, Rob? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah.